This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for Food Fables, where we share original short fiction stories about produce and its connection to people, culture, and more. Dimitri gathered some of his fellow merchants' carved pumpkins the day after Halloween, saving them from being trashed or composted. He liked letting the holiday linger around the original farmer's market in Los Angeles, at least at his pie shop. The jack-o'-lantern sat smiling at him as he baked some pumpkin pies, preparing for the upcoming holiday that will demand the dessert for its feast. Why do you still have jack-o'-lanterns up? A young boy asked, barely able to see over the countertop at the pie shop, his face in line with the pumpkins. Do you know where jack-o'-lanterns came from? Careful, this is hot, Dimitri said as he removed a pie from the oven and placed it on the counter. No, where? Early Irish immigrants to America in the 19th century brought the tradition of making jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween. Can I have some? The kid bit his lip, looking at the pie. Dimitri smiled and motioned for the boy to sit at the nearby community table. His mother joined him, as did many other market-goers, anticipating Dimitri's lunch break. Dimitri carried over the pie, as well as a slice of toast topped with smashed avocado, red pepper flakes, and pumpkin seeds. A fellow merchant brought over many paper cups and a pitcher of apple cider for the table, raised a glass in silent cheers to Dimitri, who raised his cup in return. As the gathering sipped their cider and ate their pie with content hums, the boy asked, Why is it called a jack-o'-lantern? Well, the legend of the jack-o'-lantern goes back hundreds of years in Irish history. Early jack-o'-lanterns were carved from turnips and potatoes in Ireland and Scotland, as they did not have pumpkins. The English would even use large beets. On All Hallows' Eve, Celtic cultures would carve the root vegetables and place a burning lump of coal inside to ward off evil spirits, including Stingy Jack. "'Who's that?' the boy asked. "'Ah, Stingy Jack. He was a dishonest blacksmith who took pleasure in playing tricks on just about everyone, even the devil.' Because of his nature, legend has it that Stingy Jack roamed the earth after he died, unable to enter heaven or hell, with only a piece of burning coal and a carved-out turnip to light his way. Whoa, the kid said through a mouthful of pumpkin pie. The Irish remembered this story every year by carving scary faces on turnips. But when they came here, they soon found that pumpkins, a fruit native to America, made perfect jack-o'-lanterns, with their large size and hollow cavity. Eventually, candles replaced the burning coals, and today you may even use a battery-operated candle or a flashlight. What happened to Stingy Jack? Dimitri smiled. Would you like to hear a tale about Stingy Jack and his pumpkin? The crowd all nodded an enthusiastic yes. Dimitri took one savored bite from his pie, and as usual, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips, like a curtain unveiling the opening act, Dimitri began his story. Dimitri spoke. There once lived a blacksmith known as Stingy Jack, who was clever as any man could be, but unsavory too, a moral compass he lacked, finding pleasure in trickery. 
One day, Stingy Jack headed out for a beer when the devil followed him on a lurk. While others would have stayed away in fear, Stingy Jack approached with a smirk. Hey you, in the dark, come join me for a drink. I think you'll find me to be good company. Do you know who I am? I'm the king of Hoodwink, and no one pulls a fast one over me. I admire you, that's all. Just want to have a chat. Trust me, I ain't full of porky pies. The devil was intrigued, couldn't smell the rat, or detect Stingy Jack's clever lies. So they sat at the pub, having a drink and chatter, until all patrons left and the night stilled. But Stingy Jack, true to his name in the matter, did not want to pay his bill. I have an idea, my friend. Should be easy for you to do. Turn yourself into a coin so I can pay. You're the king of Hoodwink, who better than you, to cause the bartender a fair amount of dismay. The devil thought it over and eventually conceded, feeling proud of his new follower's plan. But as soon as he did, he was thoroughly defeated by the stingy, tricky, dishonest man. Stingy Jack slid the coin into his pocket next to a cross, which prevented the devil from changing back. You can stay trapped in my pocket or you can accept your loss and make a promise to your good friend Jack. Don't bother me for one whole year and don't claim my soul should I die. You've made your terms abundantly clear. Free me now and I shall comply. For one year, the two did not cross ways and Stingy Jack prospered in his cheatings. But in almost exactly 365 days, they were destined to another meeting. I confess, I like my fair share of Barney rubble, Stingy Jack said to the devil. But I found myself sad for causing you trouble. I only wish to amount to your level. You're the king. No trick of mine could ever compare. Surely I could not fool you twice. So what do you say? Let's call us square. My only desire with you is to make nice. The devil agreed Jack couldn't fool him again. So why not forgive his one fell deed? After all, Stingy Jack might be his only true friend, sharing the devil's love for treachery and greed. Hey, my friend, you are strong. Can you climb up this tree? There's fresh fruit hanging up there at the top. My hands are cracked from my trade, and I have a bad knee. I can't climb faster than the fruit can rot. So the devil climbed up as the sun set into dark, plucking the fruit along his way. But Stingy Jack carved the sign of the cross into the bark, forcing the devil in the tree to stay. You'll stay up on that branch, a part of this tree, unless you promise me once again. You'll leave me alone, my soul remaining free, this time not one year but ten. So what do you say? Do you like it up there? You could be trapped until the fruit spoils black. Or I can carve away the cross, this I swear, if you make a deal with your good friend Jack. Again the devil agreed to Jack's demands and stood to face him at the base of the tree. I'll be glad to rid you from my hands and stay away from you and you from me. It wasn't long after this last happenstance that Stingy Jack did surely die. To heaven he was denied entrance, as God condemned him for all of his lies. The devil was upset by the tricks Jack had played, so nor would hell open its door. The devil was keeping the promise he made, leaving Jack alone just as he swore. So while God and the devil both refused to claim his soul, Stingy Jack was left to wander in the night. The devil sent him off with just a burning coal to light his way and guide his sight. Jack first found a turnip, which he carved into a face, and placed the burning coal inside. He roamed the earth, unable to find his place, nor anyone to stand by his side. I am not living, nor am I really dead. I'm just tired and hungry all the time. I'm a ghostly figure with a carved-out turnip head. I'm alone with the weight of my past crimes. And so was Jack's existence lost on earth, no end to his drifting or his coal's burn. Tales spread of his ghostly figure and his soul's curse— He became known as Jack of the Lantern.
This place is new. I've not been here before, Jack said one day as he roamed a new land. He'd stowed away on a boat to reach the shore, across the sea's dark expanse. Hmm, Americans, they're calling these men. There's so much here I don't know. Like these round orange things with prickly stem, thick walls and a cavity that's hollow. A pumpkin, they call it. It might serve me well. Carve out the seeds and pulp from inside. That leaves a sizable stable shell, better suited for carrying my coal's light. The pumpkin became the new lantern for Jack, and he carved his own likeness into its side. Finally, a familiar face that would smile back, a companion, a friend, an ally. My reputation has followed me, I hear them talk, warning of my mischievous feats. My life, my soul and my fate they mock, teasing of my predictable defeat. They remember my story by carving pumpkins like mine, jack-o'-lanterns they named them for me. They place candles inside that brightly shine every year on All Hallows' Eve. It's to ward off evil spirits who roam free at night and also light a path in the dark, scaring away the lost souls like me, ghostly sights, where evil evidently left a mark. But the devil has long since been my friend. He may even now be my foe. But I suppose I wasn't good enough in the end to earn a better reputation for my soul. But maybe, just maybe, it's not too late. Jack was overcome by a thought. To help guide others out of the dark towards heaven's gate. For the first time, Jack's tone was soft. He gathered many pumpkins of all shapes and size, some orange, some gray, and some white. He carved them all to have a smile, nose, and eyes, broke his coal apart to give each face light. Jack brought his lanterns to troubled men's doors to warn them of their evil ways and to shine light on what others deplored in the wickedness of their day-to-days. They were shocked by the sight of his ghostly being and the words he sternly spoke. No, my friend, this is not a dream. What I'm telling you is no joke. I am Jack of Lantern, and my story is true. I'm cursed from my unsavory ways. I was denied entry to heaven and hell, too, alone save for my pumpkin for all my days. Then he'd hand over a pumpkin, a token of his heed, showing how darkness could yield to the light. Don't fret about evil spirits. Scare off your own bad deeds, and you might still get into heaven. You just might. Well, the devil and God both noticed this change in the man who once didn't have a care. Stingy Jack was not stingy, his priorities rearranged. He was selfless, honest, and fair. I still won't claim his soul, the devil assured, turning his back once again. But God forgave Jack's past, his soul he secured, and welcomed him into heaven as a friend. Might I keep my pumpkin? It helps me see clear, through the darkness and even in the light. It reminds me of my hopes and fears and encourages me to do right. So Jack and his lantern found their place after all, no longer cursed to wander alone, while people on earth carry on his memory each fall, carving jack-o'-lanterns inside their homes. The End Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce App on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time.